Welcome to Unraveled Podcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Mackenzie. This is the place where we unravel all the things on our hearts. Laughter, tears, and real talk are all invited. Here we go. What's today? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. What is today? All I know is I'm hiding in the basement with some wine doing my favorite thing, which is podcasting with you. I know. I was thinking that this is our intro. Like I didn't even say hi, sis, because I'm already talking to you. But here we go. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I love doing this. It's not something I'm like, oh, got to go record. I was just thinking now that like my mind is getting clearer on like what my week, my week days will look like. I'm like, I truly am going to now be always looking forward to podcast night. It's not that I didn't before. I think it was just there was so much. It it was like it's a wonder we even pulled off a podcast because I feel like (laughs) a lot of times we're just like, let's do it now. But I think that our new plan, you know, rest of this year in 2022, I'm just so excited to – you know, roll out episodes every week and we have all these awesome ideas. So I'm just super stoked. Me too. Well, happy Tuesday. And on that note, because I remembered the day halfway through us talking. Happy Um, Tuesday, sis. Happy Tuesday. I got my kombucha. You got your wine. I would have wine, but I couldn't find any in the pantry. I'm cheersing you virtually. Virtually. Okay. Not only is it happy Tuesday, but happy new season of B, I will say. Um, Bridget just left her job at the diocese, which was an awesome job. Um, but she had a different vision and knew um, knew that she would leave sometime soon. And this prompting and God led her to this decision. So how are you feeling, V? I'm feeling really good. Um, it was definitely surreal, kind of like yesterday, just having to plan my day and not get up and, you know, face the traffic and go to the office and I was just very light. Like I was, I woke up so happy and Johnny was like, you even look happier right now. And I just, I don't know. I just felt very at peace with the decision. Um, and I just, it's been on my heart for so long that I knew it was coming. Um, but of course there's moments where, you know, I think that I, like I was just talking to some friends today who made very similar choices. Um, with leaving their old jobs. I think a lot of people during COVID are doing this. There's like actually a lot of articles coming out that so many people have rethought their careers and the work-life balance they want. And so they are making these shifts. And so I was talking to some, some other girlfriends who have done similar things. And um, we were talking about how even if something has been put on your heart, like so like through the Holy Spirit, through God, and you know it in your heart that you're meant to do it, like there is always going to be that doubt. Like that'll creep in. There's always going to be moments where you're like, whatever you want to call it, spiritual warfare, you know, the devil pointing a sword, you know, the, the part that he knows he can. Um, so it's just been this up and down of like super excited, but then there's also I'm getting good at like knowing that voice though and knowing that doubt and kind of being good at like showing it away. Um, so it's just a mixture of like super excited, but also super like, okay, what, what does this season look like? What's it, what is going to happen in this season? Right. Oh, it, cause it is unknown still, even if you know what you want, which is, that's what I want to talk about with you. It's like you, you know, the life that you want to have. And I think all of us do, 
be like really at the bottom right. of our hearts it's there for everybody whether we grasp it or go for it or take the leap or renounce the fear is up to the individual but yeah because you has you have been talking about leaving for a little bit now um but trying to find the perfect time and um it was it was this month this was the time and so much happened to you though in the last mm -hmm. couple of months like we had a brand new year january now mm -hmm. we're halfway through the year um of 2021 which is crazy we launched our first retreat you became pregnant with your fourth baby and mm -hmm. um lost it to miscarriage and and decided in that same that month before you found out that that was the month yeah. you were leaving so yeah i mean i think that i feel like um I think any miscarriage hits you hard, like period. It doesn't matter how early, how late, like, you know, people always try to like justify like, oh, like that was early. That must have not bothered you. Like just all that is so silly. Um, and I feel bad when I hear, hear people say those things. But I think with this miscarriage, it did hit me very hard because I found out I was pregnant. And in, in that you know, news, finding that out, like we decided, okay, this is a perfect time to step away from office life from working in an office, you know, working a nine to five, you know, with three kids, that just doesn't make sense for us. And so I told my boss, you know, I'm pregnant. And then I told him, and by the way, I'm probably going to leave. Mm -hmm. So I think that it was definitely emotional when I miscarried because I obviously, we, you know, we obviously lost the baby and then, but then I had made all these plans around that. Like I started to imagine what my life was going to look like and I was kind of like ready for that new life. And, and then when the miscarriage happened, I got really upset because I was like, well, God, like you led me to this decision. Like, like this baby was kind of my signal from you that I need to, need to step away and then you take it from me. And so there was this period of time where I just did not understand like why this was happening. And, um, but I did know all along in my heart, like I really felt like, you know, God placed this very sincere, like drive to be home. Mm -hmm. And I, um, I've always loved working and I've always loved contributing financially to our home. Um, I mean, I know every marriage is different and every family is different, but mm -hmm. I think for Johnny and I, we both are very similar in the way that we are kind of both neutral very much in our roles. Like he is awesome with the kids. He's super hands-on with the kids and he also is a provider and I am with the kids as well. And I was also contributing. And so right. I think that there our dynamic in our marriage was that like we both do everything and that worked for a while. And then, um, and it wasn't not working. Honestly, it worked really well. Um, but it was more of like a personal thing. Like I started in my heart feeling like, well, even though it's working on paper and it looks good on paper and, you know, we're making these great salaries and everything, there was kind of something in me that didn't sit right. And I just felt kind of like there are, there are almost like these yearnings that I have that I cannot fulfill working this intense job. And it was little things. Like, I don't feel like, 
um, they're like, I want to take the kids to the park and I don't want it to be after I pick them up or, mm-hmm. you know, I want to decorate our house more. And that sounds silly, but like mm-hmm. when I was coming home, I was so tired. I just did not, there was not a creative bone in my body at the end of the day because I was just depleted. Mm-hmm. And, um, so all those things, I really, it was like these little whispers, like little scenarios would happen. And I would be a whisper like Bridget, Like I'm putting this on your heart, like think about it. And I would push it away. I would push it away. And then finally it just got more persistent and more persistent until finally I was like, okay, God, I know you want me to take this leap. And I think he's also opening doors for me to finally pursue working for myself, which has always been a dream that I've been too afraid to um, go for. Right. The ultimate goal. And you touched on it when you talked about the creativity thing and You and I have talked about this for years and same with our husbands who kind of have that same brain as us, this like um, business entrepreneurial, like I want to do my own thing. Thank goodness that we're Mm -hmm. married to the ones we are because we're crazy. Um, (laughs) They keep us grounded. Thank the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But when you said the thing about coming home at the end of the day, you gave all your creativity to something else, which is beautiful and, mm-hmm. you know, and awesome. And we need that too. But I think because you're such a creative and you have such incredible ideas and you're such a big dreamer that that have had to have been hard because you want to use your gifts for what you want to do and how you want to serve the kingdom personally. Yeah. And so I think that's really cool to um, see that and, you know, even if something's working, can it work better? Can I, you know, can I, is there something, you know, not seeing, or is there something I can contribute if I have my full creative self ready to give, um, to everything. And I, I think we've talked about this on other podcast episodes, but like how you're creative in anything, like uh, even a mom mm-hmm. who just stays at home and yes, and just likes being a mom, like and that's yes. by the way, yes. like if they don't have any other thing, they create every day by creating yes, you a beautiful home for their children or like you know mm-hmm. you name it. We're all mm-hmm. creators, mm-hmm. and we learn that from um, morning pages, from yep. journaling every morning. That book is amazing. Um, the artist's way. We're, we are all artists, so yep. I guess it just depends on um, what you long for. But I just think that's so awesome that you took the leap because we've both worked for years since gosh since I was 15 you were like 14 I think working at a restaurant if I remember yeah in Charlotte because that's it's a personality thing exactly and you like hit the nail on the head like I think that when you um when at least for me, I'm not going to speak for all women, but I feel like for me, when I was denying myself the certain aspects of being creative in the home, Mm -hmm. it was actually um, having a negative effect on my creativity like in the office because Mm -hmm. I started to resent parts of my job because of what it was taking away from my family. And it it wasn't the place or you know, it wasn't that it was a bad job. It was more of like, I personally started to have this change where I was like, I see these awesome moms who they can do it. They can do both of, of what they want. You know, they can be home and they can be pursuing their dreams. Now, is it going to happen at the lightning speed that, that we want? 
yeah, like, no, of course not. And I actually renounce those certain voices Even in that the mainstream that say like, you can be a powerhouse, like, and do yeah. every single thing while you have these little kids. Well, that's just going to beat yourself up because that's not true. Um, but I, there's all these moms, I mean, you included, Shawl, so many of our other friends who are, you know, associated with the retreat or speak at the retreat. Um, uh, even this woman, Stacy, um, who we should definitely have on our podcast at some point, oh, yeah, but she, um, she was a participant on our first podcast, but she has six kids. Mm -hmm. She works from home. She homeschools <laughs> and she just started a side hustle called Steakini where she <laughs> is selling these like gorgeous swimsuits that she designed herself. And so she does all of this at home and she, I don't even know how she does it. I literally texted her yesterday on my first day like home and oh. I was like Stacy I need to talk to you can we have a call at some point where I can just know like how you do all of what you do all that you do <laughs> um so I think one thing like women are so resourceful and I also think we were meant to live in community with women we used to live in such closer quarters with the women that were around us and you could learn from them. And so mm -hmm. I think what this community has brought me is a whole new group of women that I really admire and look up to. And they really are finding ways to feed their dreams, but also be much closer with their children. And I love that. And I am very excited to kind of like start that chapter. I love that. That is such a good example to you, Stacey. Oh, shout out to Stace. Um, mm -hmm. Keep talking about, like, I'll joke with Bridget, you guys, and I'll just text her and say, I'm using the thin spaces in my day. Like, whether I love that saying. I don't know what it's from. It's probably a cram box thing that came out of my, you know what. <laughs> but, like, just made up. But what I mean is, like, okay, the kids are napping for an hour or two. You know you have that time. You better plan in your head what you're doing in that time. And you yeah. better utilize it. Get up early. You know that. Yes. Or, or stay up late. Whatever end of that day is better for you. What, whichever one. Get a sitter for the hour. Like you don't – we don't have to stay. Stay stuck. We really, exactly. really don't. And I hate the word stuck because I feel like if I heard that and I wasn't in a good place, I'd be like, they're judging me. They're, they think I'm stuck. No. I'm just saying we all have the – option and the potential to live whatever we want to live however mm -hmm. we want our days to look we just have to you know take the risks and get creative again with the creative word which your word this year says was Definitely. and create right wasn't it yep yeah and I'm like, okay, I need to actually start living these out. Um, and I think, I mean, I do think that when you listen and you're in tune with the spirit, like mm. he is, this is what, um, this is what my friend Sharon said to me today. He, she was like, he is not going to put these things on your heart to lead you down a path that you were not meant to go down. So, you know, even in the moments where you have doubt or you're like, I don't know all the skills I need to move forward with this big dream I have, or this big goal that I want to achieve. Um, like he's, doesn't place things on your heart by accident. And so I just keep telling myself, like you just said, like use the thin spaces and like do one thing or two things a day, or then challenge yourself to do three things a day. But don't, I'm going to be better at 
not holding myself to doing everything that day. Like oh, that's I not going to happen. So I need to just accept that. Absolutely. Creating the small habits be too. Like today, this week I'm working on, you know, praying for 20 minutes in the morning, whatever it is, or, you know, carving out a time when I can just write whatever that looks like, but it's like, it can be the same goal. And you just try and do that over and over again. These big goals are great to write down and you and I have plenty to go around for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, But you're right. Just chipping away is just as good, you know, to like call out somebody else in our life. Stephanie Flanagan. um, I was talking to her the other day about you and I bridge and all of our um, upcoming stuff. Mm-hmm. And she said, you two are so funny. You're such producers. You always have to be doing. And <laughs> I give you permission to also rest. Like Bridget should take a, a rest for a second now that she's done. And you, Mackenzie, need to take a rest because you're about to have a baby. And I'm like, oh, I am. Like, but you just. You're like, oh, right. That's true. But when you are just going all the time, it, it is hard to slow down, especially yeah. when you see so, so much in your mind. And Right. You know, you want to right. do it all. But. She's right. I had literally 10 people tell me, you should just not do anything this first week. <laughs> yeah, like right. literally like so many friends are like, just take a nap. And I'm like, <laughs> what? No. What's a nap? And, no. and that's like bad of me, but I, because I, I should, know. but I mean, I am, I honestly, even though I have obviously been making lots of to-do lists, which is like bad, but I also have had that time. Like I have been working out these past two days more than I have in forever. And I'm literally like, this is so pathetic that I let this part of my life out. And it's such a crucial part um, of even having mental and emotional like clarity clarity for those dreams. And I really put that on the back burner and I'm like, wow, God, like you really are a good father because Mm -hmm. you even know what we need on a physical level. Mm -hmm. And I have felt so much better these past two days just with the balance of being able to care for myself and then be a better mom to my kids and be with them more. Like the whole thing I know is just such affirmation. Um, But And that's a sense of rest to be like you feel like you're taking care of the temple totally. that God gave you. And it's like, but it's so easy to let that go. That it would be the first thing for all of us to let go in mm-hmm. any busy season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the easiest. And because it it's hard. But when you're once you're there, once you're present in that in that sculpt class or on the treadmill or on the bike, right? It's like you just did the hardest thing in the world, just getting there. That's 80%. Exactly. exactly. And then you can't once you do it for two days, like you just did, or four. Or a week. It's like you don't want to break the cycle. You're like, no, you're like, I can't live without it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, I mean, it's funny because I've always been one to make like so many professional goals. But honestly, in this season of life, you know, of course I want to get clients and of course I want, you know, my business to take off. But I also, my biggest goals right now, I, if I'm being honest, are just like a lot of personal goals, like get better shape, get in better shape, like get the house more organized, like get our schedule down, like things that I really flung out the window. And we were just kind of living in this like, kind of just like every day was whatever was being thrown at us instead of like having more peace in the home. So 
I mean, my goals right now are just like very home oriented, if that makes I any sense. That. But that's what's going to make you bring you peace. Like I just, I, this is a side note, but people had to stay at our house last week. Bridge, you know this. And mm-hmm. um, I'm such a procrastinator. I think B and I both work hard under pressure. And I know this yes. about both of us because oh my we're treats and just yes. each other for so long. But um, basically I knew they were coming and I had two hours. You better believe my house is the cleanest it's ever been. And I had to. It honestly is such a thing. Like ridiculous. And I, and, and actually that is so connected to this season, this upcoming season, because I have this weird feeling that I think I might be more productive with less childcare. Yes. Um, you have to be like the kids are going to both be going to school till like a little Catholic preschool till noon. And prior to that, they were going to like full-time daycare. I mean, like I was not getting to them till almost four, sometimes four 30. Um, and so it is going to be a big change, but something that we definitely want for them. Um, and I know they're going to be so happy. Um, yeah, but it's like, okay, I've got uh, what three and a half hours. (laughs) I, and so I really am going to have to get so good at just like really using every minute of those hours. And I'm honestly excited about that because who wants to be wasting time? Like, I'm sure there were so many hours at the office that I just worked slowly or, you know, took my time with something. But now like, I'm really excited to just like live every single moment, like in, in full speed. Absolutely. I, I think that's when you use it the most, it's the same with like, yeah, we talked about this, like whatever you have is what you use. Like, and that's yeah, you get, which, you know, and you just use it to the fullest. I just am excited about that. That's going to be awesome. And I'm excited too, to be focused way more on retreats because Uh we are so excited to share with you guys that we are our goal is to have four next year. Um, hopefully we can pull that off. If not, def- definitely three. Um, but we're, our goal is four. And so we're already looking at locations to nail down and just working on the logistics way earlier than we did before. Um, and so I'm really excited just to see, to watch those grow and to watch you know, our community grow online. Um, but then also these, these life-changing retreats, honestly, like the last one was such affirmation to both of us that mm-hmm. you know, we have to continue them because they're so beautiful and they're, you know, just, I mean, by the grace of God, they are impacting women's lives in such a beautiful way. So I'm fun. so excited for it. Me too. Me too. Um, oh, I read something today and it was like, quit your job, go after the thing you want to go after, travel the world, do this, like this list of things. And I know some people are like, well, you know, have, have a backup plan or, you know, don't, I'm not telling you to quit your job, but there's something beautiful about that. But a lot of people are doing it. I mean, I read an article, I think in the New York times that was like them, like record numbers of people are resigning from their jobs. And I, I'm not a proponent of quitting. You know, I really think like things should be thought out and you should really think before you jump on things. But I think COVID did something beautiful for a lot of us, which is, um, I, there's a saying when you have a near death experience and, the, and there's a reaction that happens in your brain. I'm not saying we all had near death experiences, but globally we watched this pandemic thing happen. And so I feel like kind of the same, um, 
situation happened in all of us where, you know, collectively we kind of reflected on our lives and said like, okay, what, if I could throw everything extraneous out, like what are the essentials in my life? The essentials in my life are faith, family, um, friendship, relationships, and like really cutting to like the core of what, what is my dream? Like, what do I really honestly believe outside of my family that God put me on this earth to do? And if I'm being honest with myself, like since I was 13 years old, like it's always been producing. It's always been um, wanting to create like any sort of little, even like goofy video series with my siblings. And that's what led me to NYU. And that's what led me to work on all of these film sets and end up working for the diocese in that capacity too. So I think storytelling has always been something that's so important to me. And, you know, in for many years, for almost 10 years, I've been in the posture of um, assisting other people tell their stories or helping their community tell their story. And so I am excited now to kind of design my own, um, my own company where I can tell the stories that I want to tell um, and also work with other people as well. But now I'm going to have much more time to do some creative projects that, you know, have always been on my heart. Mm-hmm. I love that. Especially going back to that childlike place, which is really, really hard to do. I think as we get older and more serious and just cut that part out of our brains and mm-hmm. do the thing we have to do to be responsible and to, um, you know, take care of ourselves and our family, we, we kind of shut down those original dreams um yeah said 13 creating you know producing videos with your family same I I was on the stage like like that will never leave us like Mm -hmm. those those beginnings were how we were created and God doesn't just throw them in the trash when we turn 21 and have exactly like there's a reason why um every saint and every spiritual book you read says, go back to your childlike self, like find that place, be little. Yes. Like, so I think what you said is so, so smart and so inspirational to anyone listening. If there is a yearning on your heart or something that you push to the side because, oh, it might not make me money or people will laugh at me or mm-hmm. this is ridiculous. This is my childhood dream. Well, right. you can do it in any capacity. You can find a way to be creative or to do the thing you love to do because God wants you to do that. God wants you to do it all and obviously in a balanced way, And but with your vocation. I think your vocation and your dreams go hand in hand because yeah. when you're doing both beautifully, you're creating art and you are living out your full potential. And then you can become a saint maybe if we're lucky. You know, absolutely. You're doing everything he wants and empty handed in the end. And one of my favorite priests, Father Riley, he went to film school. Well, similar to me, went to film school, but in film school, he got, um, he felt very called to the priesthood. And so he told me in spiritual direction that leaving film, giving up film was harder for him than celibacy. And I just started crying when he said that because I knew what he meant because in a lot of ways when I became a mom and I had to like leave those bigger job experiences that I had had, like that was really crushing for me. Like that almost felt like 
becoming a priest or something like because yeah because it was just like that my whole life I was like I I mean probably similar to you Ken's like I had these crazy dreams of like I will be at the Oscars one day like I will you know what I mean like you create this dream in your mind and and then when you're actually around actors and directors and the whole nine yards was set, like then it becomes very tangible. And you're like, wait a second, like I could stay here and I see it. And if I chose this path, like I could have had it by now. Um, Lots of my peers are producers now, um, executive producers. And, um, but you give up a lot with that lifestyle. And a lot of those people are not married or they're not in happy marriages. And I just remember the two roads were very clear choices and I chose to marry Johnny and I'm so glad that I did. Thank you, Lord, I did because I don't know who I would be as a person if I was still in Hollywood. Um, Absolutely. But he was just telling me like, Bridget, like your vocation is your North Star. Like you have to chase that vocation and but don't give up those dreams because God gave you those dreams and your feminine genius is going to help those dreams. And mm-hmm. so as you are being a better, I mean, it was so insightful for a man to know this, but he was just like, as you are a better mom, you are going to become more creative. Mm-hmm. And he's right. Like I already feel that in these past two days, I have had so many ideas churning and I didn't have that when I was at the office. So, mm-hmm. um, but it took like, a hundred people telling me about my vocation to finally admit it to myself. Like I had a deacon friend at the diocese the second I put in my resignation and the email went out to everybody. He came right up to my office and he goes, I've been waiting for this day for a long time. (laughs) And he was like, not because I don't like working with you because we were really good friends, but he was just like, I really think this is going to be like such a happy season for you. And, you know, but he didn't give me crap. Like he didn't judge me while I worked there, but he did say like, Hey, like I've been praying that, that you would come to this conclusion. And a lot of my coworkers said that. And so I think it happens for every woman at a, every, at different times. And I think people can be so judgmental of working moms. And I saw that happen in my own life. Um, and I, I will never be a part of that camp because people don't know the intricacies of their marriage. Exactly. You don't know what you've made a decision with your husband on financially or the financial burdens that that couple, you know, faces. So, um, you know, for us, like I had so much debt from NYU and we had debt for as a couple and this job allowed us to pay all that off. And so, um, you know, of course there were blessings, but ultimately I'm just so glad that I, that I came to this clarity that we can really have both. And, um, I think it, I'm so blessed to have a friendship, our friendship because, and friendships like ours with women who see that the value of that, um, because it does take having other friends to both encourage you as a mom and also as a dreamer and a professional and a creative. Absolutely. And you just brought a memory to my mind, B, when you said it was, it's so close. You can almost touch it. Um, I distinctly remember being at a bar with Bridget dancing Mm -hmm. with Kristen Wiig Mm-hmm. And Rich and a couple other actors that we were working with. Mm-hmm. And I remember time stopping and God or the devil, I'm not sure, 
whispering, <laughs> whispering, or Kristen, in my, or, or Kristen herself, uh, <laughs> whispering in my ear. It just felt like the world stopped, and it was like, you can have it all. Yeah. Or you can go and you can do the comedic thing. You can easily have this. Mm-hmm. And not to bash Kristen. She's a lovely person, Bridget, and I love her. But the life she lives is yeah. not something either B or I would like. Yeah. But let me tell you, I felt time stop that night. Yeah. And I had a I've had a couple moments in my life just like that. Um, but to Bridget's point about um how you can have it all, of course. It's, I'm not saying easily can have it all like everything good, everything good takes work and takes time to know yeah. and everything's different for each family. I also want to touch on how hard it is in the beginning of parenthood to yeah. make that choice because yeah. when you bring that newborn baby home and I really am aware of this right now, you guys, because a lot of our friends are brand new moms, Bridget's and mine. And yeah. so I, I distinctly remember this. And when you bring that newborn baby home, that baby does not do anything but lay there and yeah. you were with it all day long. And I, I was, I was with Trez all day long and you have an identity crisis and you start to yes. wonder, is this how my life looks? Yes. Like? Yes. And it's not selfish and it's not wrong to have those feelings. Yes. Not to mention your hormones are raging and you are postpartum. And no one really talks about it either. no one talks about it. But the thing is that Bridget and I both know now because we have an almost four-year-old and a almost four and a half year old is that as those kids get older, they bring you so much life. Oh yeah. You can't imagine. Oh my gosh. Some of us can't imagine going the full eight hour day without seeing them. Let's say oh, no. so that's where I think the shift can also happen. Be don't you think? Yes. I, yes. I think that you are spot on. Um, it was a total shock to me, like becoming a mom. And we also became moms younger, I think, than a lot of people. The first of our friends. So like we ripped the Band-Aid real early. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of our friends were still partying. They were still traveling. They were still going to do all these awesome things. And um, yeah, like time stops. You have this baby and time stops. But I wouldn't trade it for the world because I'm so glad I got that kind of over with. It was really, truly this crisis of like, oh my gosh. And, and you and I kind of handled it very differently. Like you leaned into it pretty early and I, and I was like, I got to go back to work. I got to talk to people. I, I, I filled my days though. I was stuck on that darn base in the middle of nowhere. So I couldn't actually do anything. So I then became a certified personal trainer with a seven month old. So I don't know if I, I I admire, I'm like, it just shows you that you, that you have to, we have to be, you have to do something. Yes. Yes. And that is honestly so healthy. Like I think, the friends that we have that sometimes reach out to us and will ask us questions, like honest questions. Like I don't have a single judgment at all of these ladies because I was there too. And they're just like, well, how do you find out what you want to do? How do you know like what to balance kids with dreams? And it's just like, give yourself permission to freaking stay you. Like you don't have to, yeah, don't become like, you don't have to become like an old housemaid just because you have kids. And even if you don't have a job, like 
get a babysitter to go to Target, get a babysitter to go have coffee, you know, like mm-hmm. treat yourself because you, you deserve that. And even today I was like, um, it was really freak, but Grace had like a nightmare in the middle of the night and she ended up staying up the entire night with me till like, like she woke up at 2 AM screaming her head off, wouldn't go back to her crib. So she stayed in bed with me, but then she wouldn't go to sleep. So I brought her downstairs so Johnny could sleep and we watched like boss baby. And I was literally like, but to your point, it's like you, you get to a point where you love them so much that you're not even mad anymore. Yes. I'm just like, okay, fine. And you're still awake to tell the tale at 10 PM your time. Right. But then like Johnny took them to school. I got to go back to bed and I, I allowed myself to sleep in because I was just like, you know what? Like I need this and I'm not going to feel guilty about it. And I just had a really hard night. So I think it's like any window of time you can give yourself some grace. Like mm-hmm. as a mom, it is so important to do that. And don't, mm-hmm. even if you have these dreams, which you and I do, and like our minds are going to race with the dreams, but I think it's always coming back to what can I actually achieve today that will get me to that. And you and I have said this, like we had dreams 10 years ago, like it takes a while for them to come to fruition. And I think now you and I are leaning into that more and realizing, okay, like God's timeline and our timeline are sometimes different, but at least we have the knowledge that it it will, he will see it through, you know? Mm -hmm, So does. And you said it's been 10 years, like the things that Bridget and I are doing right now together, um, that that's been a nine year process with or without us knowing. And so talk about time, but look how fast time goes and exactly the clarity comes and you don't have to work hard to find it. I think that's another thing. I think we get frustrated with ourselves when we feel like we're up against a wall. We know what we want, but we don't know how to get there. Exactly. We don't know if it's going to happen. We don't know what it looks like. God does, you guys. God already saw it. He, he's seen it all. So yeah. if you just prioritize the prayer, the quiet, I'm telling myself this, by the way, the quiet time, um, the stillness, like that's where you hear that still small voice Bridget was talking about. Yeah. And just prioritize what's in front of me today. Okay, Grace woke up in the middle of the night. I have she's my baby. I got to be with her. And yeah. Johnny has to get up early for work. Okay, this is this is what God's calling me to exactly. Now. It's and not least, hard to find. it and and the clarity is so much more. It's so much more clear. I think when you when you just brush the stuff that doesn't matter away, and so mm-hmm. that is kind of like even in these past two days of not being in the office, I've been like, oh, this is what it feels like when you're like on the right path that like every decision just becomes more clear. Like, okay, exactly what's in front of me is what I'm meant to do. I don't need to be stressing about 10 things that I have to do tomorrow. Like this is my baby and she is upset and I'm with her tonight and that's all I have to worry about right now. So anyways, cheers to cheers to slow, slowly realizing things. I'm like learning to be just more humble with myself and oh. like, Oh, it took, you know, whatever My timeline life. it takes to learn, you know, is all good. I know. Watch the words of the year next year be slow. <laughs> yeah. Slow down ladies. Well, well I'm this. proud of us that we're not doing a retreat this year, another retreat because baby's on, on his or her way, oh which we God. haven't even talked about, but like, cause why would we, we have a thousand other. <laughs> what is the ticker at this point? Like when is baby coming? 
I know August 28th, St. Augustine's feast day, but let's be honest. I've always go early and I'm measuring two weeks early. So, Oh my gosh. So we're officially on baby watch. If you ask me unraveled podcast is on baby watch. Unraveled podcast. Baby is coming. Whoever you are, just come. We're fine. We're ready for you. Oh my gosh. So exciting. So we're excited to announce all these new projects that we have coming that both personally and together and also to slow down because (laughs) the Watkins have this beautiful new babe on the way. And I think both of our families are just in this season, beautiful season of just serving the ones who are in front of us, which are our little, little rascals. They are rascally. And then we can better serve our um, retreatants come January, which I'm so excited about. So to burning the candle on both ends, but, but not quite, not quite like JP too. Yeah. Can you share that beautiful quote that you shared with me before we started? Um, Someone (laughs) once came up to John Paul II, JP two, we love you. And he told him how worried he was about him, that he was doing too much and he was burning the candle at both ends. So in JP2 fashion, he started to cry, and then he gave the most beautiful response. He said, I pray God grants me the grace to continue to burn my candles at both ends, so all that left of me is a flame. Oh, I just love that. <laughs> I want to get so- that put on my wall or something. I think I should type it for us. I th- and no, you should calligraphy it. Add that to your list of things to do. Okay. I'm gonna do that for the both of us because let's be honest, we burn the candle at both ends, and there's a part of us that likes it. <laughs> the whole bit, the whole part of it. I, I love that you said that. I think that the thing about it though is it goes hand in hand with something Bridget and I always talk about, which is our biggest fear is going to heaven, and coming with all of these gifts we didn't use or I want to be there empty handed. Mm -hmm, Please mm -hmm. God use all of me. Even if I'm like crawling to the finish line, I'm sure I will be if I get there. So (laughs) so I love him so much. That was just, I love that. that, He was our cram box. Like I just feel like we would have been friends with him. He's he's (laughs) our grandpa. He is our grandpa in heaven. But I just, that quote is gold. It is pure gold. Um, Such a perfect, perfect quote to end on. Um, But we can't wait to share more with you guys and just be in a season of creating. I mean, quite literally, Ken's is creating life. And we are so excited to obviously welcome that life and then just welcome new life into both of our families and our creative journeys. And um, I just have such, I can't explain it. Such a good feeling about the rest of 2021 and 2022. It's just like, there's crazy things in the world, but there's also really beautiful things happening. So much beauty. I know. And, and we're halfway through it. It was just crazy. It's like, yeah, it, it's kind of crazy. This pivotal thing, you leaving your job and, and us entering into this new chapter and then all these goals that we have ahead of us it's like it's so peaceful for how wild and crazy yes amen amen. if you guys if anybody listening is interested in um getting on our mailing list for the announcement for the 2022 retreats um you can go to unraveledpodcast.net and you can sign up to join our mailing list. And we are going to email everybody on that list the locations that we announce for 2022. 
perfect. Thanks for listening to Unraveled Podcasts. To stay a part of the conversation, follow us on Instagram at Unraveled Podcast or on Spotify at The Unraveled Podcast. Thanks for listening.